0: Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Trouble today. trouble, th- uh, Man, Woo. Right, y'all got to stop. I mean, y'all are going to hurt me. Uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. Yeah, you start that and I might go crazy, all right. Uh, Hey, welcome to Passion Church. Welcome to a new year. Can you believe it's 2013? What's up with that? All right, how many of you have written 2012 on a check already? Huh? How how many of you have written 2005 on a check Uh, lately? All right, just fix it. Don't write any more checks. Just do it all online. It'll fix it for you, amen. Well, we're delighted that you're here. We're delighted that Brandon and Jen Becker are with us today. Yeah. All the way from California, our missionaries out there and they're doing a great job and we're delighted to have them back for a little bit and Brandon and I were able to do some training together this week and it's a great week. I encourage you to see them and love on them and let them know they made a mistake by moving to California and need to move home and uh, I don't know, the weather might keep them out there. Well, it's good to have you here today. Uh, I find it interesting how people view years. Uh, you know, I went on Facebook right after the first of the year and Interestingly enough, in one post, one of our people put, man, 2012 was the best year of my life. And in the very next post, 2000 was the blanket and it was one of our people, blankety blank, I'm glad it's gone. And it, it's all about perspective, and I understand that some of you are glad 2012 is over, and some of you wished it would have stuck around. All I know is this, God is not confined to a calendar year. Oh Y'all ain't even ready for me today. I said God is not confined to a calendar year and I'm just glad that God was faithful in 2012 regardless of what you faced and he will continue to be faithful in 2013. Amen and God is good and he's greatly to be praised and so this morning we're gonna uh, kick off our new year. I I just want to say to you I want to talk to you today about a subject that God's been dealing with me for over a year now. I've been really contemplating this and and I'll just be honest with you. I don't really understand all the implications of what we're going to talk about. I'm not even sure I've worked them all out in my own mind. I, I'm not even sure where all this is going to go. But I want you to hear me this morning. I don't say this very often, so I hope, I hope you'll hear me when I say this and understand that I'm not j- joking around. I, I mean it. I honestly think that, uh, and I'm going to be real careful about some of the things I say, because I honestly believe that I'm going to say some prophetic things to you individually. Some of you individually need to hear what I'm talking about and apply what we're going to talk about this morning. If you're going to end up where God wants you to end up by the end of this year, you've got to get these lessons that we're going to learn over the coming days. But I also want you to hear me this morning. I believe completely that we're also going to say some prophetic things about our body. That as a as a, as Passion Church, as a family, we got to get these lessons deep down into our spirit and apply them because there are changes that would occur if we get these things. And so this morning I want to talk to you about the subject of sound. Sound. I want to try to teach you some sound doctrine, some, some things about sound. I, there, there are a couple things I know about sound. I, I know that sound has power. You, we, we, we learned that early. In fact, in, the, in the, the first moments of existence in Genesis chapter 1, we think that it's, a, it's a, a lesson about creation. But the reality, the truth is is that it's not just a lesson about creation. It's a lesson about sound. Because the Bible says that God shows up on the scene and he says, Let there be light. Who is he talking to? Why did he need to even say anything out loud? Sound came out of his mouth. And at the moment the sound escaped his lips, creative power was released and change occurred. And, uh, and creation occurred. There was a sound that was released he didn't need to say anything he's God he could have just said and light would have shown up but he didn't he spoke Genesis is a lesson to us that, that, that it wasn't just about communication it was about creation it was about the power the, 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 the incredible things that take place when you release sound sound sets atmosphere if you don't believe that let me just play me a little Barry White and sound y'all don't know nothing, y'all too holy for that stuff I know y'all y'all only listen to Amazing Grace at your house, I get it but there's this power, that sound release, this atmosphere Uh, sound creates mood Uh, let let me see I I, I talked to Daniel and said Daniel uh, play really white, I know that's hard for him to do but I just want you to play really like lily white, I want you Casper white All right. and let me just make some statements to you and show you how sound works, see we underestimate, you got to get into this groove right here. This is kind of cool. and it's just a little, We underestimate the power of sound. Therefore, we fail to investigate its importance in our life. Therefore, weakness begins to permeate. Some of y'all know where I'm headed with it. Permeate our lives. So I think it's time to let sound reverberate. All right, now switch to the organ. I'm going to hurt myself right here. Yeah, come on now. Well, going to go a little white chocolate. little white chocolate on Get off. Hey, hey. Give me some little, little Bishop tick. Yeah. I said we underestimate the power of sound. Yeah. Therefore we fail the invest. Y'all can't help a brother out. Yeah, get yourself a woo. Yeah, yeah. So weakness begins to permeate, yeah. And y'all hurting a little white boy up and. I can't, I'm, uh, yeah. You know what changed? Nothing but sound. Same exact words, same exact phrases. The only thing that changed was sound. Sound has. Power. Sound has the ability to make things change. If you you don't believe that, I want you to just, since I can't do that right, and I know I can't do that right, not and still talk, let, let me see if I can illustrate it like this for you. Watch this little video and see if sound doesn't have some impact. Kill you. Sound. How many of you know the sound of music is not a horror flick? Yeah. They didn't do nothing but change some sound, and all of a sudden the whole concept, the whole meaning, the whole feel changed. Sound pulls stuff out of you. Sound can cause you to dance when you don't want to dance. If you don't believe that, all you got to do is watch Madagascar in your living room when nobody's watching. And when they go, I like to move it. Move. It. I don't know what happened in y'all house, but we just had a dance party right in the living room. I, it's sound. I, it's late at night. I, made my popcorn. I don't. Want, but sound will pull it out of you. Sound has. Power. That's why the world spends millions of dollars outfitting venues with m- something more than a karaoke amplifier and a Radio Shack microphone. That's, that's the difference between a thunder basketball game and your local high school basketball game. It's the fact that they've invested millions of dollars in sound. That's why movie in, in the, in Hollywood, the movies spend millions of dollars orchestrating sound because they recognize the power that sound has. Uh, the the only problem is is that our world has learned to harness the power of sound more effectively than the children of god and so as we move forward into this new year i think it's essential as a body that we learn some sound Doctrine, some things about sound that you need to know. I want to take you into an account into the Old Testament. It's a familiar story. You learned it in children's church. You could tell me the story, but the reality is is that this story teaches us some lessons about sound that we need to know. Joshua chapter six, if you have your Bible, look at Joshua chapter six. I'm going to read to you verses 10 through 17 and verse 20 and see if we can't learn some sound doctrine. Joshua chapter 6 verse 10, Joshua had given orders to the people, don't shout. In fact, don't even speak, not so much as a whisper until you hear me say, shout, then shout away. He sent the chest of God on its way around the city, it circled once, came back to camp and stayed for the night. and Joshua was up early the next morning and the priest took up the chest of God and the seven priests carrying the seven ram's horn trumpets marched before the chest of God, marching and blowing the trumpets with the armed guard, marching before and the rear guard, marching after, marching and blowing of trumpets. And on the second day, they again circled the city once and returned to camp. And they did this for six days. When the seventh day came, they they got up early and marched around the city the same way, but seven times. Yes, this day they circled the city seven times. And on the seventh time around the priest blew the trumpets and Joshua signaled the people, Shout, God has given you the city. The city and everything in it is under a, cur- a holy curse and offered up to God, verse 20, and the priest blew the trumpets and when the people heard the blasts of the trumpets, they gave a thunderclap shout and the wall fell at once and the people rushed straight into the city took it. Sound, the power of sound. Two lessons. I need you to learn in your individual, in your personal life, I need you to learn as part of passion that sound precedes victory. See, I, I need you to go back and recognize what Joshua said. The commands he gave were very ins- explicit and, and, and specific. He said this, he said, march in silence, shout, then the walls fell down. Notice he did not say this. He did not say shout. He did not say march, then the walls will fall down, and then shout. See, too many of us will never see victory because we will never see walls fall because we have lost our sound. We want to see the thing and then we want to shout. We want to obtain the miracle, then we want to praise. We want to be healed and then we'll worship. And we want to see provision and then we'll dance. But we have lost all concept of the sacrifice of praise. we've lost all concept of the idea that there is this praise that we have been commanded to give that costs us something when we don't feel like it, when it doesn't make any natural sense, when my situation doesn't line up with with the miracle that I long for. I am still commanded to give a shout of praise. There's a sacrifice of praise that is supposed to rise up in us. See, I I think you need to understand the situation. On, On day seven, they were they still had no reason to shout. Uh, They they were no closer to victory than they were on day one. They were still locked out. They were still blocked out. And I just need to tell you, I I can't find it in my Bible where on day six, as they were marching in silence around the wall, that one of the marchers looked up and saw a hairline fracture in the wall and went home after the marching... parade and, and got into the camp and begin to tell everybody hey on day seven victory's coming because i saw a crack in the wall no they got up on day seven and it was just like it was on day six they were no closer to victory they, the the lesson is this you got to get this y'all we got to get this they sounded victorious before they were If we could ever learn to get our sound to match the miracle that we long for, then we would see our world change before we ever see anything change in the natural. If we could get our sound to match our miracle, then everything would change. See, too many of you have a shout that resembles your situation. Y'all are awful quiet in a... Pentecostal house today. I I just need to tell you this morning that some of you, you have a shout that matches your situation. And what you've got to learn is that your situation will line up to your shout. Therefore, you're, listen to me carefully, our sound is not supposed to match our situation. Our sound is supposed to match the worthiness and the capabilities and the promises and the goodness of our God. If we could ever get a sound that sounded like our our Savior, then our situation would line up to that sound. And see, I, I just came to give you some sound doctrine this morning. Listen to me very carefully. Your sound will precede your victory. If there's no sound coming out of you, there will be no victory to be found. I, I just need to say to you that some of you, I just need to ask you this question: You got a big, old, you got a big wall? Then get a big shout. If you got a big devil you're facing, you need to get a big sound. you you got a big sickness that you're squared up against. You need to get a big praise in you. You have got to learn that your sound will precede your victory. Your sound has to line up to God, not your situation. Your sound has to elevate and rise. You cannot keep that sound quiet if you want to see victory. Can't get no help in here. That's all right. I'm telling you some, some sound, up. The second lesson you need to learn this morning that we have got to learn individually. You've got to learn it as a body. And that is this. Silence is supposed to be for a season. Uh, listen, this morning, I, I have no issues with silence. The wise man, Solomon, said it like this. He was talking about his seasons in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And he even says, there is a time to speak and there is a time to for silence it's a season my fa one of my favorite passages of scripture found in revelation i love it because it proves that men go to heaven before women it yeah it does it says there will be a space of silence for about 30 minutes so we know we know that yeah 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 Ah, uh, yeah Solomon teaches us that silence is only supposed to be for season. Get this picture in your mind. We all get to heaven. We're ready to worship. We're ready to praise. And even God steps in and says, shh, for 30 minutes out of an eternity, out of everlasting to everlasting. he takes the, It's a season. Silence is supposed to be for a season. Joshua's instructions were clear. There was a time for silence. There was six days of saying nothing. There was six days of shut up. But it was for a season. I, I would tell you this morning, I think I've learned something. I think that silence was the birthplace of their shout. If some of you would just shut up. Oh, I almost got my bad, Pastor. Start the year off wrong. If some of you would just be quiet for... That's a whole nother lesson. Don't have time. Because that's not my main concern. My main concern is not that you won't be quiet. My main concern this morning is this. is I think that too many of us have become locked in a silent season permanently. The lesson from Jericho that we must learn is this. If there is no sound, there is no victory. And uh, y'all didn't get that. I'm going to say it again. If there is no sound coming out of you, then there is no ability to win victory because your sound, uh, y'all have already learned that one, haven't you? You, Silence is only for a season. It's just a moment. It's not supposed to be something that you're locked in permanently to. Too many of you, us have lost our shout. We'll, we'll take a, a, somebody and put them on stage, and they'll say, Shout to God with a voice of triumph," and we can't get diddly squat out of you. So, so, so what that means to me is if that's your shout of victory, what we hear coming out of you, then you must not be experiencing any victory because your shout matches yours. Okay. Alright, you don't have to like me. I'm just telling you the truth. It, 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 we've lost our shout, so we've lost our victory. See, I, I, I need you to understand something this morning. I have no problem with holy hushes, and I have no problem with appropriate reverence, but but, but, but what I do have a problem with is when silence becomes deadly. We've got to know that silence is only for a season. We've got to understand that where the mouth goes, the horse, the horse goes. Sound dictates where we go. Notice no one has ever taken a fi- microphone and got up on his and said come on y'all let's silence our way to victory no that's crazy you don't silence your way to victory you silence your way to defeat yeah we praise our way in We shout our way in. Some of you have been silent all week long, and you need to get in here and say something that will change the course of your upcoming week because out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. And if there's nothing coming out, then there must not be anything in there. You should have overflow coming out of your life, and the way that you create overflow is you speak into existence things that are not. That's the whole definition of faith right there. It's a sound that rises up in, in you. Some of you, are, have, some of you have never had, have a victorious sound because you are never silent. So there's never a new sound. But most of us never win the victory because we remain silent all the time. You can remain locked out of your inheritance. You can stay locked out of your destiny. You can stay locked out of the abundance that God has for you. You can lose the bounty that He's got stored up for you if you fail to sound off. Because silence is only supposed to be for a season. I, I, I wish I had time to go into James chapter 3 and talk to you about the power of the tongue. The Bible declares that you can turn the whole body if you can turn the tongue. You've got to get your tongue involved in the process of your victory. There is power in your sound. You can't deal with life challenges without also being verbal. There has to be a sound. I, I, I need to teach you something this morning. Silence is the absence of sound. It's not a substitute for sound. God's just called me to be a quiet person. Whatever. As the children of Israel marched around this walled city, you, you, you recognize this is not some little, like, two-inch thick wall. It wasn't a stem wall that somebody had built around. No, this wall was thick. It was giant. Chariots could drive across it. It was massive. I, and, I, and I don't have record. I, I just got to use Maybe I'm overstepping my, I'm my bounds with imagination, but I can just tell you how I think it was. I think that as the children of Israel marched around that city one time for six days, I think after the first day, everybody was looking over the wall going, well, what are they doing? They're crazy. I think they were prepared the second day. I think the second day when the children of Israel started around the wall, I think kids took rotten tomatoes and moms and dads took garbage and I think they threw it at them and I think they called them funny names and I think they ridiculed them. I think they 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 made a uh, in, cast insults on them. I think they railed on them. Go ahead, poke the bear if you want to. Just keep on talking because my day's coming. See, I think some of us, would, if we would recognize that if the enemy is railing down on us and throwing insults on us and all we know to do is be quiet you got to understand that the seventh day is coming and when I get to day seven a sound is going to be created in me. The silence was the birthplace of my shout and I've been silent for just about long enough and on the seventh day a sound is going to rise up in me and it's going to devastate the enemy. Silence is for a season. I think this is what I need to say to some of you. Some of you got the dog beat out of you in 12. I mean, some of you are so glad 2012 is over. It seemed like every day, everything you touched fell apart. Your kids acted crazy. Your dog died. Your car broke down. Your boss made fun of you. You couldn't do nothing right. They played sad songs on the radio every day. 2012 was a bad year. I think some of you just had a bad month. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Some of you have had a bad week. Some of you had a bad day. I just think you need to understand that if that is what has taken place in your life that when you get in here there ought to be a devil shaking earth shaken sickness scattering wall destroying sound built up in you that you are just dying to let out see if we're going to experience a new level of victory then our sound has to change if we're going to march into what God has called us to, we need to understand that our sound has to change. We have been silent way too long. We have assigned our shout to a few worship leaders way too long. We have got to exit the silent season and move into what God has for us. Well, I'm just a quiet person. Okay, let me let me tell you what. I'll give you a pass. If you're like my mom, I'll give you a pass. My mom is an avid Thunder fan. She can sit watching the Thunder in her living room, and it can be like a tight game, and something go wrong, and my mom will go, oh, my. They can win this astounding victory, make the last shot. We're all going crazy. She goes, oh, that was good. If you can watch OU get stomped, and not say anything, then I give you a pass. But what I know about most of you is that in the privacy of your own home or in the stands with 30,000 rabid fans, there ain't one silent bone in your body. You're up, and they, they don't make the play. You're like you, you're you in your living room screaming at your TV, you idiot, run the ball. Put, put somebody else in. And if something goes right, man, you're you're in the same. We won! Woo! You didn't win. You didn't have a deadly squat to do with it. And sound escapes you. Then we get you in the house of God. And silence. over. no sound. No victory. So you've got to understand that if you march in here and you remain silent, you've got to understand that you've bought the lie, and You need to understand that the enemy knows that if he can keep you quiet, if he can keep you marching in silence, then when you're supposed to be shouting, then he can keep you marching in defeat. He will try to keep you from shouting and try to intimidate you by being louder than you. He is a mouse with a microphone. He will try to intimidate you into complete and total and utter silence because he recognizes if he can keep you quiet, he can keep you defeated. And so I'm calling you as a church, and I'm calling you as individuals to move out of a silent season. I'm calling us to release the sound that is in us. Well, Steve, you don't understand. That might scare our visitors. We'll deal with that in a couple weeks. I'm just convinced that if we could release a sound, it might scare the devil off of some of our visitors and might reveal to them and let them taste a little victory they haven't tasted in a long time, and they might actually want what we've got. Y'all ain't helping me none. That's all right. I'm just telling you right now that if we could release the sound that is in us, I'm telling you things would change. You say, well, Steve, Steve, don't you believe in order? Duh. Do y'all not know me by now? It better be in order. It better be exactly right. We we are going to obey Scripture. But I need you to hear me clearly this morning. I need you to understand that order is not synonymous with quiet. See, I've I've been to enough permanently quiet churches to last me a lifetime. I have had enough of spectator church where people come to watch somebody else praise for them and shout for them and win for them I've hung out with enough stoic believers I'm looking for some folks that realize that sound precedes victory and I am looking for some folks that realize that we have been trapped in a silent season for too long and we need to rise up and let a shout escape that will then produce an escape in us how long are you going to suffer in silence some of you are waiting on god to touch some things while god is waiting on you to speak to some things mountain be removed god if you if you would just touch my my body i'd be well why are you trying, waiting on god to speak touch something when he's saying you know what you ought to rise up and speak to that thing body you are healed by the stripes that Jesus bore on his back God if you could just touch my family no God is waiting on somebody to rise up and speak a word over their family and say my family looks like it's about to fall apart but the devil is a liar there's a sound. my house as for me and my house we will serve the Lord you ain't busting this thing up there's a sound but God if you would just touch my my finances then I would be all right. No, you need to speak to your finances and make a sound and declare I've never seen the righteous forsaken and never seen their seed begging for bread. I am an overcomer. I am the head and not the tail. I am the first and not the last. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Don't you beg God to touch something when you aren't willing to speak to something. David, fought. David ran at the biggest giant of his life with his mouth filled with a shout of praise. I want to say to you, quit chasing giants you aren't willing to speak to. See, I, I, I just think you need to understand you should never approach a giant with silence. Open your mouth and make a sound. Why are you saying all this, stuff, Steve? Why, why are you declaring Because I don't think we found our sound yet. I don't think we've marched into the level of victory that he has for us yet. And I just want to declare some sound doctrine over you this morning. I think the sound is the key that can unlock for us everything God has for us. And I just need to declare something to you today. For all of our volume, we're not very loud. I need you to hear me this morning. Some of you can't stand the volume, man. I give me some hearing plugs, and and I'll stand out and I'll, I can hear you, crazy folks, out in the parking lot. But for all of our volume, we're not loud enough. I I need somebody to recognize that for all of our amplification, there's still a sound that needs to be released, and there's a volume that needs to rise up in us, and we don't depend on a sound system to make the noise for it. There is a shout. There is a praise. There is a declaration that is birthed in us that causes victory to walk in when we walk in. Yeah, Come on, touch your neighbor touch your neighbor right now and say, you think I'm loud? You ain't heard nothing yet. Come on, tell him, tell him, tell him. sound we gotta learn the power of sound some of you suffered in silence too long. Some of you suffered in silence all last year. We couldn't get you to make a sound. You ought to have a sound shut up in you that would scare the devil crazy. Some of you need to make a new sound. Some of you just need to shut up long enough to get a sound. But most of us just need to release the sound that already resides in us. And quit worrying about what the person sitting next to me may think. We're going to talk about that next week. Quit thinking about, oh, they might think I'm weird. We think you're weird anyway. Just make the sound. Bunch of freaks. Sound. There is a sound in you. And if the devil's been beating up on you, that ought to cause that sound to just turn over and get bigger and bigger and bigger because if he's targeting you that hard, there must be a breakthrough on the horizon and you must be on the threshold of a miracle and if your sound would begin to match up instead of matching up with your situation, if that sound would be released, you could set the precedent and the stage for your victory. Sound doctrine. Learn the lessons this morning. Sound precedes victory. Silence is only for a season. If we can just get our sound to change, our situation would change. I want you to stand with me this morning. If anybody, if any body of believers ought to have a sound in them, it ought to be this one. We have seen God do more miracles in 2012 than you can shake a stick at. It has been unbelievable. There, there should be a sound stirred up within us at an unprecedented level. There should be sound. But I want, to, I want you to hear me this morning. We will never march into the levels of victory that God has for us in 2013 unless we change our sound. The sound of 2012 will not get you through 2013. Your yesterday praise won't get you through tomorrow. There has to be a sound that rises up within you. There has to be a shout. There has to be some sound that so God raise up. God, in Jesus' name, I pray that right now sound would be burnt Some of my, my folks have been beat up all year long. Some of my folks have been un- It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more past resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.